Hey, Christian. Hey, Steven. It is April 25th. That's right. Episode 7. Oh, is it episode 7? It is episode 7. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, we didn't know for sure. Lucky 7. It's Lucky 7. It's been like uh, over a month since we had our our, our movie thing and, and the movies came out. Um, okay, so how are you, Christian? I'm good. I'm good. Fantastic. How you? How's, how's your sleep been? Uh, well, I I jotted down some notes because you know people have been constantly now giving me advice and sending me emails and telling me I should invest in. I mean, they're telling me I should get this pillow and I should get this what smoke detector. Pillow? I don't know. It's constant little things that they want me to invest in, and they think that that's the problem. Everybody thinks that I want. I want to clarify. Everybody thinks I never sleep. Everybody thinks that I do not want to sleep. Everybody thinks that I'm up all the way until like 5.30 in the morning. No, that's which is not true. I, I, I fall asleep and I'm tired earlier and I fall asleep at odd times, but I'm not like, you know, nocturnal where I sleep through the, in, I mean, I, I'm awake through the entire night. Right. You know? it's, you've, you've invented, you're like patient zero for this sleep dysfunction. That's what you are. You're not insomnia. You're not, a high, uh, what is it? Yeah. You just have, uh, you just, you're patient zero. I, I, I guess, I, I guess you might be right. Um, but, they, but I recently on New York Times had these, had these uh, tips okay. that they said, I, I may remember a couple of, I have it here, a couple of uh, episodes ago, we talked about my niece's book that she gave me, Easy Sleep Solutions. Now here, now you tell me what you think about this. Tips for getting better night's sleep, okay? Sleep priority, okay? Keep the room temperature at uh, the at, at room temperature. Keep the room, at room <laughs> temperature at seventy two degrees. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, it seems to be some bullshit. I think uh, you know if uh, you try it, you try it. But Stephen, we all know the real cost. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. I know. No. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we do. Yes. I think we do. And then they said, keep, and then turn off all electronics. That I agree with. Do you yeah. do that? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And then they said, um, make sure that your lifestyle does not have. <laughs> Smoking or alcohol in okay. it. Yeah, I don't, you don't smoke or drink, really. No, I don't really do that much uh, of either. Um, and then they said you have to do keep a journal. See, I keep a journal and I keep notes, which people say I shouldn't do. And then make sure you keep track of how many hours you sleep a night and see if it can you can do it in a consistent like six to eight hours. Right. And we've talked about that. So how, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. So you do you do keep a log? Yeah, I keep a log. Like Where last is it? night. No, I mean, where's the log? Yeah. Well, you, it's I now think it's in, the in your head, Stephen. Right is the log in your head? The log is not in my head. I keep I keep a track every night of how many hours, and I write it down. You do? Like, I do indeed. I know. You never knew that? I didn't know you that. Didn't I would love that. to see a graph, though. Oh, I haven't done yeah, a graph. Yeah, what kind of constellation Actually, would that look like? That would be very yeah. scary. That would be really real. I don't think anybody in his right mind would want to see a graph. Yet. Okay. But how about you? How's your sleep? Going? It's pretty good actually. Oh, it's, now yeah. it's back it's, to being yeah. Good. It's back to good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I leave the cell phone on airplane mode, and now you I'm starting to put it not even in the bedroom. It stays in the kitchen. The phone is the in the phone kitchen. The phone stays in the kitchen. Good night. Eleven o'clock. No phone. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I so I believe that turning uh you know turning technology off. I was working till like ten thirty and you know four and a half hours straight, and so. I was tired, and normally I might be in bed, might be sleeping by ten thirty. So it's so wackadoodle, it's so crazy. So, um, so anyway, but people are he- people are probably tired of hearing this after like well, six episodes. Well, I think so, but they say, also yeah. find it entertaining too, you know. I don't, well, I, ho- I hope they. do. I heard this uh, fact recently. I heard that uh, giraffes uh, only need one point nine hours of sleep a night, and they're thin too. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Yeah. 
So they, d- they have you been... should be a giraffe, Stephen. How can they function? How, is this true? This is true. Where did yeah. you hear it? It's got to be like um, a. It's it's got to be. Is it a true? true well, we'll we'll have to uh, fact check, but I, I'm pretty sure that this is true. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it's a reliable source. You have to go to the zoo and find out. Oh yeah, and and cats spend two thirds of their lives sleeping. That I know. Like the yeah, because I go to my sister. I hate cats, but I go yeah. to my sisters, and she. Yeah, the cats are just lounging around most of the time. Yeah, but well, that's good. All right, so a giraffe one point how one how what is uh, it? What, I think it's one point nine hours of sleep a a day. Isn't that nuts? Now that I don't do, that I don't do. I've never had anything. Maybe three to four hours. So anyway, well that's good to know. <laughs> okay, so anyway, we are here tonight. Uh, with one another good friend of mine, episode seven. I've known this woman for forty years. I think she said forty years. Um, when I graduated from college, I started doing children's theater, and um, with friends of mine, we did like a little repertory company at the time. And um, my friend Bob and my friend Barbara, we wrote um, a Halloween show for this other theater company. Then we decided, let's do our own. So we wrote a Christmas show. And uh, she's been my amazing good friend ever since. And her name is Irene Howard, formerly Irene Schleicher. Hi, Irene. Hey, Irene. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Christian. Thank you for asking me to be here. I had a lot to say about what you were saying before, but I was quiet like I just walked into the room. (laughs) That's bullshit. (laughs) But you know that, or you'd be asleep by now. Yeah. Anyhow, what you don't know about me is that I am Westchester's foremost night creature. I am just going to bed when Stephen is up. When I'm signing off my computer, Stephen, bloop, bloop, starts IMing me and goes, do you go to sleep yet? I slept three straight hours. We're like partners in crime. We literally are partners in crime. But I think the difference is that no matter how little I sleep, and I have skipped sleeping completely, I've gone 48 hours and stuff, I never nap and I never fall asleep anywhere. I am truly nocturnal. So no matter, even if I slept from 5.30 in the morning till 8, I would still get up and be a court reporter. I was a court reporter with everybody yelling in the courtroom. And I didn't like mornings, but... Then the nighttime would come and I'd wake up again and I'd be the first one after rehearsal to go, let's go out. And I'd stay out again until five o'clock. Like, I have no discipline. Where did you get that stamina from? I don't know. But you know when, I don't know what your earliest memory is, Stephen, of your life. But my earliest memory is laying awake in a completely dark house, listening to everybody snoring, all my brothers and sisters, the dog. And I'm just looking at the ceiling going, I can't go to sleep. And I, I, I don't sleep at night I had to go to kindergarten you know and where I grew up in Yonkers they have when half the kids go in the morning and half go in the afternoon that's before now everybody goes to preschool when they're two and they have tuitions all that we just went to school when we were five but half the kids started 8 30 to 11 and the other half would start you know 1 to 3 30 so I started in the afternoon because my birthday's late in the year my mother said oh I'm gonna have a hard time getting this one up because I was always dead to the world in the morning so then January came and I switched and I started school at 8 30 and um it's probably the last time I ever fell asleep in public the teachers called and said your daughter keeps sleeping at the desk she's very tired and I got to go to kindergarten twice in the afternoon <laughs> I got dispensation because I could not wake up in the morning so I come by it naturally it's just I I know people are not supposed to be nocturnal I love it. I own the stars. I see the meteor showers. My dog runs wild like a dingo through New Fairfield where I live. And he has a 
little yellow light flashing on his collar and he and he runs in and he and he scares up the coyotes and you hear them screaming all through the town and even the cops stop me they know me by now and they say oh did you see a white car go by they were shooting windows out with the bb gun oh yeah i saw it 10 minutes ago and i've gone to the police and they like i'm like the neighborhood watch up in my little town uh, just so you know, I was born in the Bronx, raised in Yonkers, but now I live in Connecticut. And and, and the daughter of a what, a bus driver. Right. My father was if if Ralph Cramden and Archie Bunker had a child, that was my father. I can't even separate them, but everybody'd laugh at Archie and Ralph, and I'm like, what's so funny? I live that. He was a good man, but that's when you know you used to say bang zoom, and, and he never hit anybody, right. but he was all that bluster. And uh, my mother was Edith, and she ran around and waited on all of us, and we had a big, messy house and a lot of rescue animals. And Did they have problems sleeping? Were they nocturnal? No, me! No, they well, would lay, lay awake. Or no, lay... they were all sleeping. And my mother, you know, she never could say no to us. And we used to love the Twilight Zone and Alfred Hitchcock, and they were on late Friday night. So that was our big treat. We'd watch them. Then I'd lay awake all night going, oh, no, the ventriloquist dummy. And then I would lay awake and replay the Twilight Zones. And my sister, we had bunk beds, and she had a dummy with the, it was a Jerry Mahoney, and she used to snap his jaws at my neck when I fell asleep, and I'd scream, and my mother would trip off over the St. Bernard and hit her arm and my father would come in and go, I can't take the, it was a crazy house. But it was, we were poor, but we had a lot of kids and we had a lot of friends and I, I had a fun And life. you had a lot of energy like you and I have a lot of energy now. I do, I'm oh. never tired. Nobody's ever seen me sleep. That my is so. You've seen me recently because I sleep at like seven, eight, nine, ten in the morning because I don't work anymore. So I sleep late. I basically sleep from like 5.30 to 11.30. That's, That's my hour. But it's and it's consistent, right? Five to six. You don't you don't no. you don't get up. No, five I, to eleven. Though. I okay. I'm going to tell you how you're going to sleep, Stephen, and you won't oh. listen to me. Oh, okay. I, no, no, everybody's no, tell telling me different things. Tell now you tell me. What are you going to say? You know, you just said Stay something before that I'm shocked about. You okay. said, "Oh, I rarely drink or rarely smoke." When do you smoke? Do you do that? Do you do the demon weed? I can't believe it. This man hasn't drunk since his parents went to i don't know had brunch with them in orlando you don't drink or smoke you for, don't for smoke. passover i had one glass of wine no i had two glasses of wine that so was here's it. the thing Stephen. you just take a freaking ambien yeah. five dollars for 30 pills you cut it in half and i take it at five in the morning the when i say pill. it's not no that's for something else don't give him that it'll be even worse oh, yeah. but really you can cut it up into little pieces my husband you know jay doesn't smoke or drink if i give him a dot of ambien he's out for like seven hours you have low resistance and once you get wake up and you realize you slept six and a half straight hours seven hours you will love it when I will get up, if I sleep five hours straight and I get up, I'm not loving it. I go, I wake up like in a cold sweat, thinking, "Oh my God, what did I miss? Oh my God, I have to do this. It's, it's absolutely well, insane. It's absolutely. I'm, I'm a mental case. <laughs> <That's definitely laughs> that is nothing to do issue. with sleep. Our audience that's knows right. that by now. Yeah. But we- <laughs> that's right. Thank you so much, Christian, for for that's right. So we did. So we did this Christmas show. She played the ice cream for many years, and then we did a lot of mostly community theater. But why don't you elaborate? Yeah. All right. Well, the thing is, the thing I love about Stephen, and I hope. I hope that really some of my uh, Westchester theater circuit friends do not listen to this because there there was a golden age of Westchester theater before it got too expensive to do community theater. There were so many. I have my friend John Tracy Egan, as you well know, said still two of the best directors he ever worked with were directors we worked with up in Westchester. I'm talking where they had 
focused. They they directed everybody, but it wasn't belabored. It was the shows were great, and they would spend thirty thousand uh, dollars. People would try out for Into the Woods, and one hundred and forty people would show up for ten roles or thirteen roles. So you got some people would spill up from the city that just wanted to work. But the shows were done like at the uh, up in Yorktown at the Performing Arts Center. Beautiful sets, and uh, it looked like PBS. You can look at the tapes. They were really quality shows. So one of my plus points is, because as I said before, I'm not the best singer, but I'm the loudest singer. That's it. And we didn't always have mics. We didn't have body mics at all. So sometimes you got the role. I got Charity Barnum because I could sing over a 16-piece brass band you know, one brick at a time. And uh, I'm more of a performer. I don't have a beautiful kick-ass voice, but I love to perform and I have a good belt. So, but I'm saying is in the golden age of theater, Stephen met me and he was an up and coming, he was very driven and he would come and see a community theater show that his sister, it was company by the way, she was in the vocal minority. I was Marta singing another hundred people. And Stephen would come, just picture him way heavier and he'd have the score of company and he'd have his notes and he would listen to the show and sit by the orchestra and take notes. And he knew if a harmony was off, that was his training. And I am very good at harmony, and Stephen is very good at making people sing harmony and blend them. What used to impress me, he could have a room full of people, and he'd be running, uh, he just, whatever, taught a complicated harmony, and he'd turn and say, Christian, on, on the uh, second note in the fourth measure, you're supposed to go down to that, and I, I can't read music that, B sharp, or to B flat, whatever. And he could hear that from the piano, playing as loud as he does, and I'd say, I love this guy. He knows if I sang one note flat, he knows if I missed it, if I dropped out because I didn't know it and he'll just turn right to you and go here let's do that part again and that's a talent he has to this day mm -hmm. Kathy Beaver has it you just work with her he has an ear that's amazing and he could take people that are moderately talented and make them sound good he knows how to give them confidence he doesn't talk over your head he will give you something to help you know how to sing that I'll give a little story he was musical directing Pippin at Blindbrook High School that I had taken over the theater program for just a year or two with my husband Jay as a, the producer anyway the girl that played Fistrada was a beautiful dancer and we needed to have her it's high school you have a limited amount it's a small high school but she wasn't a strong singer and she has to sing back in my younger days and she couldn't belt and she was afraid of it so but then she'd forget herself sometimes and she'd talk loud and laugh loud and Stephen would say if you could do that you could sing these notes he had her he put a pile of books and he made her bend over and pick up a book so she was breathing and opening and she was able to sing the notes and that's how he got her to know not to be afraid that she has the notes because you know kids back off and they clutch their throats yeah. and things like that but he has a very good ear and I love that and I know he's he's obsessive he is but I love that about him because I want to be the best I can and I like to learn why do all this I, I you know why do theater if you're going to do it and make the wrong notes or, or, or not do it the right way and I felt that we learned a lot from each other we became great friends because we have that drive so how many shows have you done together Besides the children's, I don't know. I Probably about six or seven. Not that many, believe well, it or not. Stephen most recently wrote a lovely cabaret show for my husband and I doing all the parts we did together. He always plays the stiff leading man. 
and you know he'd be Carly in Oklahoma and I'd be Adu Annie and you know so he always had the serious stuff and I always had the crazy usually the town the whore or whatever you know the be <laughs> yeah, part yeah. the be funny part but anyway uh, we had a, a vacation house in the Berkshires and Stephen was down here and he goes oh I'd really like to get away for a weekend and you know he means well but it takes seven eight months till he gets that one day and he'll carve out 18 hours and he can be there but he I lived in Hartsdale at the time and he said I'll be on the you know 543 train and please pick me up at 607 I said Stephen don't fall asleep because his narcolepsy had started by the way he wasn't like that all through his 20s this started maybe 40s because I was with him you stayed up as late as me and you slept late you're a disgrace to show people getting up that early you embarrass me anyway come on you're a show person you stay up till two in the morning and then you you sleep he doesn't do that disgrace I don't know he, the show he people. Although I'm, I am up at two in the morning though no but the wrong way because you went to bed at nine o'clock like an old man come on or ten o'clock but that you don't have any patience. No. But but tell him the story about the train. Oh, so he says, I'm not going to fall asleep. Stephen, please don't fall asleep because it's traffic hour. We got to go up to Taconic. I won't, I won't. And my husband, you know, he's also Jewish and obsessive. He goes, oh, I think Stephen's going to call him on the train. Call him on the train. If he's, you know, we got to go in rush hour to pick him up. He promised to be there and whatever. We went there. And of course, everybody came off the train. And we're sitting there with our packages and our, you know, our suitcase and the dog in the car. And no Stephen. Call him, no answer. Call again and again. Finally, he wakes up in North White Plains a couple stops afterwards, and he picks up the phone and goes, oh, well, you know, I actually did fall asleep. Can you come and get me a North White Plains? I'll get all, I'm not sure where I am. Oh, well, I didn't, uh, did I say it just like that? Well, I don't think so. I think I was a little he was flustered. Sleepy. He was sleepy. He was like, oh, uh, he was just a little sleepy. So we drove up to North White Plains, and uh, we picked him up. And It wasn't uh, a good thing, I know. No, James. well, because Jay, you know, my husband doesn't have as long a fuse as I do. We love him dearly. Then he proceeded to to come on vacation with us and fall asleep everywhere we went to eat and by the lake. Remember? I said, oh, look at those kids jumping off the raft out there at this beautiful thing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows enough to like laugh in his sleep. Oh, so yes, Stephen, did you see true. this? Did you see this show of this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is true. And he goes back. He knows and I when to laugh. pictures of him. He goes, I wasn't sleeping. I was just resting my eyes. Yeah. I, took, I took pictures of him. No, that, the now year. there's too much proof I don't even deny. No, I, mean, I tell no. everybody that every single guest that comes says, yes, I might have. Yeah. yeah. Steven, I've seen you in the audience of comedies before, and you do know when to laugh. It's amazing. You laugh, you know, Even though I'm <laughs> sleeping. Even, though I'm Even sleeping. when you're sleeping, you know right when to come well, in. Well, you know that if I sleep. Yes, that's true. I don't know. I have a good comic time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I'm going to do? You know what Beauty and the Beast, they have the rose under the glass? I'm going to send you one Ambien, and you're going to put it under a cup. And one of these nights when you have a big day, like inner circles the next day, and you're going to have an 18-hour day, 20 hours of stress, put that under a little glass cup, turn the cup upside down. And, 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 and Christian could be singing, tale as old oh, yeah, as right? time. Yeah. You just cut that in half and take a half of that, you will get in that Maybe I'll take the whole thing and sleep for 14 years. Like No, no. If you take the whole thing, you will sleep eight beautiful hours, and you're going to wake up and say, I don't even have an, and you don't have any hangover from Ambi. It's He'll never wonderful. Do it. He'll never do it. Don't take Lunesta. It tastes <laughs> no. like. I won't take. Do you need a prescription? I don't. Do you? Do you need a prescription? Of course. No, Ambien. Ambien is five dollars, but you have to personally convince your doctor that you will die without it. I'm lucky because of my doctor now, I've been with her a while, and she knows me, she's seen the show, she knows my life, so she knows I don't BS. I'm the, what's the opposite of a hypochondriac? What's somebody that never thinks oh, they're yeah, sick? Yeah, yeah. Not never, she doesn't, no, she never, she. If I ask for it, I really need it. 
And you know, Stephen, once a week I try not to take it, and those are the nights I stay up 48 hours. I, I don't sleep. I think the over-the-counter stuff makes me groggy. It makes me the next day feel like I have the flu. Ambien's nothing. Really? You just wake up and it's like, you're right now. It's wonderful. Yeah. I should be a spokesperson. <laughs> yes, we're gonna steal it. Yes, okay. We we'll write a jingle for Ambien. And we... An Ambien jingle. That's a good cool. one. Yes. Why don't you? Why don't you improv one? I should right put a little now. thing on your with, shoulder, with... Stephen. Ambien. Ambien. Oh my God. I should write a book on court reporting. That's one of my lives. So from court reporting to performing, it's like free drama school, right? That you know what is really good. First of all, a lot of lawyers are actors at night because they're big liars, you know. But anyway, but I had to sit there quiet as a mouse all day. And imagine you're hearing people say all this stuff and you're hearing people lie. And, and secrets that you can't... Secrets you... that you're supposed to be the fly on the wall, especially divorce cases. And the people go out of the room and the lawyers are really friends, but they're acting like they hate each other to drive the price up of the, of the divorce and things like that. But uh, I used to love because I would sit there so quiet. Then at night, uh, my... Uh, my husband at the time, Peter, was a total workaholic. We were young. We didn't have a lot of money. I would take my two babies, wrap them up in their clothes and their little walkers and things like that, and I would take them to, and I'd do community theater. I just wanted to be, get out of the house. How can you sit home with two babies all day? And I'd take them, and they'd play their Hot Wheels, and my daughter, Stephanie, was, was quite a good actress. She was Annie and everything, but my son was quiet. But whatever, my husband would come pick them up at 10 o'clock at night, put them to bed. So my kids are night owls, needless well, to say. Well, the thing, one thing that's is important, Theaters. a lot of times your kids, as you said, your kids were watching or observing, and, and Irene would take her children no matter what because she didn't believe in sickness. If they were sick, if they had a cough, if they had fever, she'd just bring them anyway because she was performing. Well, they put their and blankets the, around. Well, but there was this one time, and this, again, this you're right, this Not was the time, but this was the time where I didn't have really sleep issues, uh, um, and I was uh, we were doing company, another production Second of company. company. With with our friend and her son oh, was Jeremy right. Well, you know what? It, this, in my defense, the theater was like several blocks from my house. No, no, but this is the story and that's really funny. You brought blanket, him and he was sick. And, he and was I'm playing really, another hundred people. I'm playing these. Five. I'm playing all these little fast running really, things. Really, really, really. And then he and he gets up. Everybody's like, "Oh my God, Jeremy! He was he was dead. He was, couldn't he was he couldn't you know he's like totally sick. But then he just slowly woke God up like 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 out of a comatose you know like right. And he said and I was like, "What's the matter, Jeremy? Is everything okay? And what did he say? He goes. He plays good. <laughs> he went back to bed. Is there anything else we wanted to mention, Christian? I think we want to hear Irene sing, but I would love there... to hear a little music right now. So Irene has done uh, many productions of Annie. I don't think I've done any with her in many community theater pr in p places. And uh, one of her stock characters is, of course, Miss Hannigan. So I'd like Irene to sing a little bit of Little Girls for us. Okay. Here we go, Irene. Done I'm done talking. Little girls, little girls, everywhere I turn, I can see them. Little girls, little girls, night and day, I eat, sleep, and breathe them. I'm an ordinary woman with feelings. I'd like a man to nibble on my ear, but I'll admit, no man has bit. Diamonds, yeah. Some women are dripping with pearls. 
Nub. You want that last note? Yeah, let's, let's do the ending. Let's do the ending. Ready? Send Somebody I'll land in the nut house. Okay. Because that's appropriate. Nut yes, house. Steven's house. That's right. Nut house. I'm in the nut house. Nut house. Well, I'm staying. I'm awake playing it at least. Five, six. Go ahead, Irene. Someday I'll land in the nut house right here. Right. With all the nuts and squirts. Good, Irene. Send the flood. Send the flu. Anything that you can do. Okay, Stephen, I've got I've got your version. Ready? It's called Little Pill. Ready? Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Do it, do it. Little pill, little pill. Stephen just needs to take the little pill. Ready? Get some Z's, get some Z's. You have got to get some Z's. Someday I'll get more than eight hours. That's right. Then I'll wake up and refreshed. There I'll stay tucked away and never get out of my bed again. There we That's go. right, little pill. There we go. That's thank the remix. So yeah. Irene, thank you so much. Yay, let's hear it for Irene. Thank you. Friends for 40 years. That's right. And remember to check us out on Facebook at Stay Awake with Silverstein and subscribe to us on iTunes at Stay Awake with Silverstein. Thank you. Until next time, have a good night. Yeah, you'll never find him catching Z's. He's always at the piano keys. Stay.